0: Hey, hey, stay. How's it going?
1: Hiya, it's going well. Enjoying an evening in London for Hardcover Eleven.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to tonight here in Salt Lake. There are some reports that there is like a a solar storm over the United States, so there's, there's a chance that we could see uh, Aurora Borealis here in Salt Lake tonight.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty, right? Wow.
0: Yeah. i never. I've yeah. never heard of it here.
1: Yeah, that's pretty weird. I mean, is it... I mean, Salt Lake like pretty up north, right? I mean, <gasps> new US standards, but...
0: Yeah, I have a feeling we're like... It's more south than London, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. We had it, I mean, in the north of the UK a while ago, but yeah, nice. Well, you might be witnessing... Uh, Very rare life event. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, other than that, just uh, uh, enjoying the the cherry blossoms finally um, blooming here. And even though it's like 40 degrees out, uh, trying to start getting back outside for spring.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's been pretty uh, rainy over here as well. And yeah, good uh, time to visit restaurants and, you know, stay inside. Went to a really nice French Japanese bakery this weekend, and mm. yeah, got one of those uh, shokupan uh, egg sandwiches.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> H-
0: have you been watching uh, Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy on oh, Apple? No, no. There's a, okay, it's a, good? it's a good show. Yeah he he like goes to a different location in each episode, and in one of the episodes he goes to Japan. And he, he's like my my son. He said you have to have an egg sandwich while you're in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so,
1: oh, he was right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I wrote that down. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched uh, bodies, bodies, bodies over the weekend. Mm. It was like surprisingly <laughs> like fun. Yeah. I mean, Pete yeah. Davidson. Yeah. Nice. Man.
0: Yeah, I uh I I just love the guy, what's his name? Uh Lee Pace from uh Pushing Daisies and uh uh like tons of other things. Like he was in a oh, Avengers. Yeah. and yeah. The Okay. The fr- yeah. yeah. Like the the older guy who was kind of like a a, a himbo in the uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Yeah. well, yeah. I don't want to offer any spoilers, but yeah, it
0: didn't last long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. Uh we uh we saw uh Spirited Away live uh show yesterday. Like they did for like Fathom events, they do this thing where they stream like the live performance where they did like a full stage show of Spirited Away. Like, you know, full with like a cast of like, you know, 30, 40 people, orchestra and all that. So they streamed it to theaters around the world and uh Wow, okay. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was like a full three hours. They did every single scene, basically shot for shot from the movie. Wow. Definitely recommend it.
1: That's crazy. I have never seen one of those. Is it like where was like the main show? Was it like somewhere? Like
0: Yeah, I think I think it was yeah, in Tokyo. And I think it's like an actual like one you can go and see. Not just a special event, but like a running show, kind of like a, you know, West End or Broadway kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it must have been really nice.
0: Um, yeah. Other nice. than that, uh, what have you been up to uh, hardcover wise lately?
1: Well, I've been uh, chipping away at the book page and I've been doing some uh, research for an upcoming a thing that we're all preparing as a team to basically find a way to onboard authors to the network, which has been like pretty cool. Uh, I found uh, this subreddit where self-published authors share tips and tricks. And uh, I think self-published authors are a good source of like, uh, telling us about what issues they'd want to solve on, you know, one end. So yeah, I asked a question there, I opened the thread. I got like a lot of responses. (laughs) I got, I mean, uh, first I had to clarify like which part of the publishing, uh, space we're actually trying to, yeah, help with because we're not doing like anything pre-publishing, anything, you know, related to how, uh, authors actually can get book deals or can get published or can publish on their on their own. But the other part where you actually have to find readers and sell your book uh, with an agency with an agent, well, that's pretty simple because if you have a talented agent, of course, you're gonna sell the book through bookshops, you're gonna sell the book through, uh, yeah, their network basically. Uh, But with self-published authors, it's good because they're, I think they're like the baseline of, uh, you know, they have a book, they want to get it out there, they have to find readers. So there's no agent doing that for them. So I don't think there's like any network, I had like a lot of complaints about Goodreads, about uh, authors publishing through Kindle, uh, the Kindle publishing platform and... That's a huge mess. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of like insights from from that.
0: Nice. Yeah. That. Any uh, any takeaways on things that they like didn't like from Goodreads or, like, what were what were some like the takeaways from it?
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, that was like uh, there were some really clear things that crystallized from that. Uh, those whole discussions. And I think one of the main things is that discovery doesn't even happen for their books because one, uh, there's, a tagging system and, uh, overall organizational like pattern that doesn't allow books that, uh, aren't pushed by the algorithm to be discovered. So that that's that. I mean, they said uh, that uh, readers who wanted to find their books couldn't do so because it's just like so hard to actually find them to go through all the tags. So you, ha- if you have a list of five hundred books, if you're five hundred and one, you're not gonna like get a lot of yeah, <laughs> get a lot of eyes on your book, which is like a pity because there are so many like good, uh, good books. I think that. If they were properly tagged and uh, they were surfaced uh, more so that at least uh, the curve equalizes, so you don't have like the popular books getting the most fame and the less popular books getting no uh, exposure at all, if that curve was slightly you know, uh, equalized, it would be way better. And I think we can do that through the feed uh and just by, by tagging allowing authors to sign up and tagging let them letting them tag their books uh according to you know their genre their themes their tropes their uh yeah uh, whatever yeah uh they they associate with the book and then finding ways to put it in front of readers who are into those tags. So if you're a fan of fantasy, that's tagged with some some certain tags, with some certain moods, with some certain keywords, uh, we'd Mm -hmm. match that. I don't think that happens a lot on Goodreads. Uh, So yeah, that was one thing. And there was another. Yeah, discovery.
0: Yeah i can see how book discovery would be like the number one issue especially on on goodreads it's a problem we have too it's it's hard to highlight books cuz there's just so so many like when you're like our library's it's 400,000 books and growing every day
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean uh putting yourself in the shoes of an author who let's say self publishes and uh, you know they're really trying to get it out there uh, they shouldn't like fight for exposure with other self-published authors outside their genre, but it kind of feels that way. So, uh, there are certain niches of, of readers who I don't think are like reaching those, those books, uh, and they don't have like a mechanism. There there is no mechanism for those books to uh make it, I, I guess. So we could do lots in that in that area. Uh and there was another thing which I think it might be even simpler to solve. Uh, authors that are self published in the authors, uh they really want good reviewers. For their books, so people that they can send pre-release copy to. I, I think they even had like a stand for that or or, or an acronym that yeah. was uh, arc,
0: uh, arc yeah, copies, Yeah, Yeah, We've yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, so finding people who are actually relevant is a big issue. I had like uh, at least I think four or five people mention it uh, in that, uh, in that thread, yeah. uh, and the prestige or let's say the, uh, let's say track record of the actual reviewer would matter a lot. There's no place where you could, uh, you can see reviews, but you can see, you know, the, I had someone tell me they would want to, uh, find someone who would, uh, who had been reviewing uh, werewolf fantasy, and uh, they'd want to find that person and be able to send them a request and maybe send them an advanced uh, copy and uh, have a review before the book comes out. And the book uh, being on their author page, you know, it could be uh, like a big thing yeah. to yeah. And that's and, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, I was thinking that would match the the thing we're doing with reviews in general, like the reader badges. So if you reviewed uh, a lot of fantasy books or you've read a lot of fantasy books, you'd get that fantasy badge. Um, I'm wondering how it could be done so that you could actually find like like these niches like werewolf fantasy. Is that fantasy? Yeah.
0: Let's... Yeah, I think it would be a genre or like a a pair of genres, like if it's tagged with werewolf and fantasy. Mm. But then again, yeah, like if something is tagged with werewolf, would it always be tagged with fantasy? But I, I don't know, maybe not.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, at least you could like, yeah, you'd find the. I mean, if you had people reviewing uh, werewolf fantasy i'm really hoping it's called werewolf fantasy and it's not like another genre but yeah let's call it werewolf fantasy if uh people have readers have been reviewing books tagged and tagging books with that yeah i think it's i mean it could be werewolf sci-fi or werewolf non-fiction or werewolf something else but uh yeah. At least you'd see like the people who are like have the biggest prestige uh in werewolves, the biggest expertise. Yeah.
0: And... Yeah, that whole side of like uh uh being a a marketplace for authors to be able to find reviewers, that one that one sounds like it definitely has potential. I I've looked at a couple other platforms that do like that kind of pairing, and it's and it's effectively like yeah, it's it's paying people to review a book and give them a free copy. So it's a way for um, readers to usually make a little extra money or get free books, usually both, and authors to you know get their. But normally, the the places I've seen, like part of the contract is that they post their reviews to multiple places like you need to post a review to amazon and to goodreads and to Mm. somewhere else i i worry that if we did that and it was just posting the review on hardcover that might not have as much um like benefit to the author as like an independent platform that's trying to get that review posted to goodreads
1: yeah that's that's true yeah so the yeah, the thing is now you'd want that posted to Goodreads, but at the same time you I think what's important is actually like establishing a connection with the reviewer because I'm guessing then you could uh ask them to do that if I mean they would need uh you would need some kind of like Intermediation. I asked some uh, one of uh, the authors who replied, How would they send that advanced copy? Would that be an ebook? And they said uh, that they would want to use their own links, so nothing self hosted by us or anything like that. So just a link that they can send the user and have some sort of agreements to, yeah, post that review somewhere. I'm guessing. It could be that, or at least the intermediation because they're gonna see the reviewer's email. And then, I mean, just facilitating that through hardcover, even if the review ends up in some other places, I think might be important. So just like, uh, yeah, being able to, even through our search, uh, I mean, we don't have to do like something really like custom built for authors. But at least build the search in a way that, if they search for people who are reviewers, maybe we can make the reader search show top reviewers in a genre first, or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, this yeah all of all of those uh author features definitely. There's, there's so much we can do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this would be, I mean uh, uh, repurposing a bit of our. Uh, reader search and bam, we've already got like a big incentives for authors to just search for readers. We don't like promise any contracts. We don't promise any like reviews, but just like find people who are willing to do that without maybe having to like pay for a service to do that. Because that's a bit, I mean, for an indie author, I think it's pretty like daunting to have to yeah pay for a service. they pay for everything up to that point if they pay for like yeah there's other things that are more important
0: yeah there's I have a feeling like uh like the more we learn about authors we'll we'll find like a lot of like different uh problems and issues they have, and yeah, I'm curious where this one's gonna fall in like the the all of the problems that we find out about authors that they want
1: yeah yeah and uh, i guess the big one for like everyone that's uh mentioned but uh, like they that they want something is uh having a- access to readers so access to more users on the platform goodreads i mean for better or for worse has like 100 million uh users and moderators and yeah uh They've got lots of problems uh Kindle yeah. publishing, yeah, some said that the moderators there are like abusive like actually abusive, they can like shut down your book if they don't like something, and they don't have like any rules that tell you what you uh have done wrong, so it's just it's like you won't publish your stuff
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um. Uh... I think, yeah this quarter will be a lot of a lot of author research like i wanna i wanna feel like I fully understand every single problem an author faces from the moment they make a decision or even have an idea to write a book to like you know one year after they've published like what are like the highs and lows of that journey like what are the the problem issues that they can't solve with uh other sites right now
1: mm-hmm. and
0: what are the ones that they have solutions for but they're not great and yeah i think uh i think as we like you know talk to more authors we'll we'll find other parts of that that journey some of them while they're like building that audience before they've even launched it some of it yeah. after they've launched it and they're um growing it yeah.
1: yeah yeah that's really cool i'm wondering like what are your like like instincts uh as to what uh, because i'm uh yeah we've obviously like talked to a lot of uh, people who might've been authors, I think in our user research, what's like your instinct uh, related to what (laughs) would be useful to them, just like on the product side?
0: Uh, I kind of like the idea that they have a, they have a, a strong connection to their reader audience and figuring out how to make that like, to build that relationship in a way that readers are coming back to hear from the author and authors are able to basically have a microphone to their, their audience in a way that you can't on, on Twitter, or you can't on, you know, uh, Facebook or something. And that could include both like, um, like status updates on books. It could include like a, a, like, bits of writing or, or like, you know, hidden bits of, like, things they're working on to keep people interested. It could be um, merch store that encourages people to buy from, like, a uh, a merch store that the author runs, which could be off-site. Um, could be, uh, like, a Q&As. It could be video Q&As or um, discussion Q&As. Just, like, how do we, like, make that relationship between the author and the user? And, yeah, and yeah, it 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 could start like before they've written a word, and it can go until after they've published. But it's all about like yeah, focusing that relationship between those two.
1: Yeah, that's really great. That's really good. Um, I'm wondering, what do you think would uh, incentivize, let's say, authors that have like a little bit of clout to pick us as like a platform to um. Yeah, to uh, provide updates on.
0: Yeah, I. I have like a couple hypotheses on it, but I really need to. We'll we'll need to talk to a lot of authors to figure that out for sure. Like, I think a couple things are like. Uh, like right now, if you're using like Goodreads, you don't own your audience. Like people can follow you on Goodreads. But if you stop using Goodreads, you lose that audience. So how do we let people build an audience that's not just on hardcover, but is like an audience for them? That could mean like allowing them to actually sign up for that author's mailing list, like mm-hmm. outside of hardcover, or maybe have like a follow button on the author that doesn't just follow them on hardcover, but it follows them on their actual mailing list.
1: Nice. Okay, so we're actually like, linking their mailing list mail email to their mailing list so they can, you know, actually use that those emails.
0: Yeah. And then like uh like stats about readers that you can't get from just having an email sign up. Like we can know, let's say like age demographics of who's following you or who's reading your book. We can know the most popular authors and books that your audience is reading. We can know um the uh pronouns that the people that read your book uh use. And we can know locations of people. Um so we could like if we can uh package that up in a you know a group anonymized way that like lets authors feel like they know their audience in a way that you wouldn't be able to get from just a um Goodreads or from just having an email list. I think those insights into their audience could also be useful. Um, or at least just interesting. I'm trying to figure Thank out how you. to how they go from interesting to useful. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's really good. Uh, yeah, those are really good things. I mean, for authors that don't have an audience, I mean, it's clear the what we can bring. It's that audience and building it like through hardcover. But uh, let's say you have an author that has already like it's they're selling like fifty thousand copies a year, and I mean maybe even more and at a certain level, you wouldn't be incentivized to, yeah, join a platform. Even, I mean, if we're promising, you know, 50K readers more, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, For some authors, that's, yeah. Uh, So, hmm, yeah, Yeah. I think that's insight into the uh, community and uh, keeping close to it definitely is going to be like a lot uh, yeah it's gonna be really good I also uh, I mean uh, and a, a, a hypothesis I have related to this would be like making the place where they share updates like really nice uh, visually I guess uh, I think again other box does a really good job uh, with onboarding like platforms like Mobi or uh, they did, like, the HQ accounts for for these platforms. And uh, maybe that's, like, pretty pretty similar because uh, platforms can offer updates uh, on Letterboxd. And I'm guessing they sign up, of course, because Letterboxd has 3 million users, maybe even more. I don't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think they were, like, close to four right now. I mean, they've gotten, like, huge uh but uh yeah uh it's uh it's another like thing to take into consideration like providing that space where it's nice i mean i see authors like showing updates probably like by their team like and we're talking about authors that like can actually like for the team on goodreads and yeah i don't i mean i i don't have a feeling that it feels like special to like those authors to like share anything over there like have nice accounts where they can also share bits of let's say personal information and maybe like fine tune the privacy as well so that uh, some info is uh, only available to readers that are like at a certain level with the author let's say they read like all the books and they reviewed all the books mm-hmm. in a series and then they get something extra like <laughs> fandom um, bits or
0: yeah it's like yeah that would be an interesting one to talk with authors about it's like it's almost like having tiers of like a fan club <laughs> oh yeah exactly
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: it's like you know um and maybe, like, at different tiers of a fan club, you get different access to different things. And, yeah, to to be determined, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, like, that we can do for this, like, part of things. Uh, but answering that question is going to be important. Uh, I don't really know, like, authors, what authors, uh, what their behavior is like or if they rather like share something on their official account but also have a personal hardcover account that would be great i mean uh interacting even through an anonymous accounts like having authors i i think the best case in my mind would be like having authors have some like semi anonymous like uh, okay we don't know if this author is really behind that account but we suspect they are uh post on hardcover and engage with uh with uh readers and that's like also in the realm of discussions like heavily like how would they yeah relate to to readers like having that network
0: yeah well uh let's see aside from uh Author stuff uh I've started on like the ability to like edit uh books and editions. I think it's gotten to a good spot. I'm curious to kind of get your thoughts on kind of where it is for now and uh yeah,
1: let's go for it see. yeah,
0: okay. I can uh share my screen here and I can kind of talk through how it's uh how it's working. Nice okay. So, can you see my screen okay? yeah, cool we go. so um, we have this uh flag button where we already had like flag as duplicate and report a problem okay, um, so I added this like edit book, and I'll probably change this from flag to like controls or something
1: mm, controls is kind of gonna... Yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, that's that's a tricky one because uh, edit can definitely be in there, but uh, we gotta find the name that's uh, relevant for that button. So people would know uh, how they can, yeah, actually access that. Well, I'm guessing, you know, it's a first, like uh, one, like discovery thing. They would just have to click that button to see that edit is in there. But just to make it like obvious, uh, that that is the reporting and the editing. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's cool. Okay.
0: And so this is kind of a very basic form for a book, for a book right now. The only things you can edit are like what edition we consider to be the default edition to use and what audiobook we consider to be the audiobook to use for it. Um, so this is the bare minimum for starters, and then later on, um, we'll probably have ability to set this series here as well because the series will be the same um, across all editions, like this is the first book in this series.
1: OK. And for the other additions, uh, how would you be able to edit those? OK.
0: Yeah, so there's two ways. You could either go over here to the uh, Additions page, which will list out like all the additions. And then under here, you can edit from here. Or click edit from here. Nice. Okay. And and these would go to. And I kind of put a, a really big box to make sure people know like, you're editing an edition of this book. You're not editing like. Whatever book you happen to have of this book, <laughs> like if you, you yeah. know, if you're if you're looking at your shelf and you're like, oh, I have that book, I'm gonna add some data for it. It's trying to make it clear to people that it's it's specific to this edition. <laughs> okay. I feel like that 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 that, con- that connection between edition and book are gonna cause some some uh some people to be confused when they're they're using this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Maybe also include the ISBN over there, because this is how I would, uh, maybe even in a box, so they know, you know, ISBN label, so they know to double check the ISBN. And maybe even we can tell them if you really want to uh, be sure they won't edit another ISBN, just double check yeah. the ISBN or something like yeah to to make sure, yeah, they're not editing something else. Okay. Well, this, this is, is looking good.
0: And so, uh, this can you can change the book this is this, uh, associates with. So, for instance, instead of Hyperion, let's say it was this Hyperion. And it's what it's doing is saying, like when you submit this, it's going to request a change to this one for the book. Mm, okay. And that doesn't change it immediately. What that'll do is, behind the scenes, it'll um, add something to our like admin queue to see, should we change this or not?
1: OK. But usually, you won't need to change this, I'm guessing, because if you're like uh, editing an edition, I mean, the thir- first thing I would do is make sure I have that ISBN. And for that ISBN, yeah, the a cover. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, so this is basically if, uh, that edition. I want to associate it, oh with another book, like high level book. That's yeah that's the idea, right? Yeah, okay. like
0: like one of the one of the um, things I found a lot, especially for comics and uh, like manga, mm-hmm. is that we'll have like one book called like Paper Girls, and we'll have lots of editions that all refer back to Paper Girls. But then some of those editions are issue one. Some of those editions are issue two mm, or issue three. Okay. So they should be associated with like book two or book three. But oh, instead, they're okay. all pointing to the same book.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice solve for this.
0: And the other option is like you say, no book exists, where it's like, hey, <laughs> whatever this uh, edition is, it doesn't have a corresponding book and hardcover. So create it. OK, and nice. I can reset that. And then uh, covers are, it's pretty basic. It's like, here are the covers that we currently have for this book, and it shows the dimensions of them mm-hmm. and whether or not we think that's a good cover. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or you can uh, unset it or upload a new cover.
1: Yeah, that's great. I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna begin doing that for some of the books in my library as soon as that's live.
0: And you can like upload or yeah, get in a new tab, which will just open the open the cover in a new tab to to view it.
1: Mm, nice.
0: And then this okay. is also just like audiobooks. You can say like this is a sixteen-hour, four-minute. Nine second book, <laughs> okay. Uh, or here or we go. oh, or, if, or the... if you have the total seconds, you can just set those.
1: Nice. Okay. Are there any other formats other than physical book, or for physical book, uh, do we have like the sub uh, classifications?
0: We do. Uh, like we have a, a free text field called uh, addition information, which could be like mass market paperback hardcover it's kind of an an open string Oh, okay yeah and so so we try to map that string into one of these three Mm -hmm. but we still have that in the background
1: okay that's good yeah for people who especially who own like first editions and that kind of stuff it might be nice to yeah have that uh... yeah
0: yeah i think uh yeah, one of the next steps on this form will be deciding what <clears throat> what other fields to show, because like mm-hmm. uh, that one, like addition information, and like release date are like two of the the big ones I'll probably add before releasing this. But uh, and like language and country, probably. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is looking really good. I mean.
0: Uh, any other like thoughts on things you'd wanna see or things missing to you for this experience so far?
1: Mm, no. This one looks great. I'm wondering about the actual uh high-level book description and those fields. Uh should we I'm guessing those would be edited in the previous step where we would edit like the high level of book information. Right. But only if, uh, you know, we decide to allow that at least for supporters at first, right?
0: Yeah. I think we would, I think that would be here because, uh, different editions might have different, oh, different yeah, descriptions exactly. mm-hmm. and, and, uh, we would whatever the the book that was like the the default edition, we would show that editions uh description, description on the book page okay and yeah i was I was hesitant to add that here yet, mostly because I wanted to get like um uh, um the descriptions from open a i first in and then have those as kind of the starting point for subscription for descriptions
1: yeah. That sounds great. I, I mean, I definitely prefer that. If we can get the descriptions with OpenAI, uh, the description and that like small blurb that we put yeah. on the book page, that's going to be great. If that works out, I mean, that's like, this becomes way, way, way secondary. So that's <laughs> yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, this is looking <laughs> like really good. I mean, those are like the main things yeah uh, and, the cover uh, the cover if you can upload new covers that's gonna be great
0: and this is now all uh containerized so like uh, like for instance it can we can just like change the hardcover UI theme and like have it uh impact how this looks so for instance, I'm like if I remove the border, I can like pretty qu- quickly. You know, change it if we don't want those, for instance.
1: I mean visually it's looking great. I I don't have like any any comments. Okay, it's cool. Functional, it's nice, it's clean. It's a good editing experience. I don't think like anyone has. Plus it's gonna be mostly mobile. I I mean it works on uh, mostly desktop, I guess, for editing. So I'm guessing it's it's gonna happen on mobile as well. But I'm guessing it's like I I do it on desktop, so we'll see how much uh, you know traffic uh, to this <laughs> page comes from where. But I suspect if we nail it for desktop, I mean it looks good on mobile as well.
0: So yeah, and just this is also using a a narrower um width um yeah the that, full width.
1: Okay, okay. Should we uh? This was one of my questions and I started doing all <laughs> the pages for the book page on that narrower width. Uh, I like, kind of like my paw makes to like make the whole site on that width, even if it's going to be uh, a bit, uh, a thing that uh, some of our readers are going to have to get used to. I kind of like it more compact. And like you said, there are often times when we don't have, a lot of space for columns, and that would help with this as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, one thing we could potentially do is keep it narrow. But then, if there is something that needs to be like full width, whether that's full container or full like hundred percent, we could we could have those still be still show up as hundred percent. Like, for instance, if we had um, a list of books mm-hmm. you know one thing is to show them just within the the container another thing is to show them slightly wider in like a wide the wide container or to show them full with 100% so we we would have other options if we wanted to have certain parts of the page be um wider than this uh narrow area that's, yeah it, it looks a, good
1: and, yeah. that's what we
0: currently do on the blog like our text width is a certain width, but our image width is wider. That way like images stand out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be really helpful. And uh, if we have like the narrower content and then the full width content, it's gonna work. I mean, it works in design. I did it like for the book lists and they're gonna look really good on scroll. Uh, So yeah, that's gonna be, uh, I think it centers the experience and I I felt it was a little bit, Wider. That's why some people said it looked better on actual like smaller resolutions and iPads. (laughs) So if we just have the header and even the header can be like not full width, but it can be like in a larger container because we have Mm. the search there. It looks good. And it's sort of a trend, I guess, to, yeah, center the content. Uh, I was also thinking to do it like box does on desktop to have some stuff, which is sticky, like kind of like we do it now, but, uh, that's, uh, trickier and, uh, you also get like pages. I mean, it's not universal. Um, and I'd rather have like something that's works for the whole site. So, yeah, I think. We could go
0: for it. I'd be down for it, and okay, I feel like it makes good. it. It makes it. I feel like it makes it. Um, just like, um, yeah, like it. It just makes it cleaner. Like we don't have to make it wide just for the fact of making it wide. Like I feel like if if at some point in the future we could grow into that, then great. But for now, yeah, we're good
1: yeah and you know maybe it's not i mean scrolling is a natural behavior so uh, it's not like something we should stay away from just to try to cram as much content in a wider uh, container doesn't make uh, like a lot of sense i think even with books you know the pages are pretty narrow usually so we'd like it doesn't uh your eyes are centered it doesn't have to go side side to side a lot, and I think it would help especially for the stuff we have coming up so for instance, if you're reading reading a long review, if it's like screen wide it's gonna yeah. be yeah not such a good like uh, experience uh, so it kind of takes away from the hardcover format a bit because that's like the actual narrowness of a page with spaces on the on the sides. It's basically that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. So one of the one of the parts of all of this is that we like right now if if any of these fields are empty, then any logged in user is able to set something on it so like if a cover is empty anyone who's logged in can set a cover for a book or can set the like if this is unset they can set the reading format they can set the page count if it starts off empty but if it starts off with something like if it starts off with a cover with a format then only supporters can change it to a different value that's kind of what we talked about as kind of a first step, you know, eventually I like yeah. to get it to the point where anyone can do it, but uh-huh. for starters, I feel like this is a, a safe first step. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the stuff going on now with bots, I mean, we haven't had like any malicious, uh, like attempts to like hijack stuff, but uh, I'm sure we will have later down the line. Yeah. When? Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah. When, when someone does make a change here, It shows up here in the history for this item. Um, So there's a way to get history for a book or an edition right now. Um, Eventually, when we get to like editing series and editing authors, there will also be a history page for those. Mm -hmm. And for here, we're able to kind of look at what the user was that made the change, what the changes were. And really, like all I changed were these two fields but behind the scenes we changed these four fields because of how we store the data um so these are like the real fields that mattered like i changed the the seconds and i changed the reading format from you know text to audio mm, okay but it's then it's possible to kind of just restore this and that'll just like that created a new a new history event here that's a reversion of this one
1: mm nice, okay, well, it's looking good, solid stuff,
0: <laughs> and I think the other um kind of major part of this all was like if you do say like let's let's change this into a different book, then that's when we have to like figure things out on our side, and so we have this idea of like reports. Um, and these are like anything that a user report reports wrong with anything on the site. Um, so like in this case, uh, reported to be a different edition of the book. And that's what I'm working on now. Is like that experience when you, when someone reports an edition,
1: um, mm, Nice. Okay. So you're trying to, I mean, it's still going to be editable from our back end, right?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And from our back end, we'll have to do a bunch of things. We'll have to like change all the, the reviews and lists and prompt answers and all that to associate with the new book. If people were previously using that edition. So it's, it's a, a lot of steps that happen when you, when you say this book isn't what this edition isn't part of this book, but uh uh-huh. yeah. And uh, I think they'll, Last part of this was a uh, uh, for all of these r- reports, as we're calling them. Like whenever you see, whenever you see like a, a book or an edition, and you like report a problem with it, it comes over as a report that looks something like this. Like mm-hmm. this is this is me reporting the hardcover user saying that they're doing something wrong.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> and
0: when when this happens like it's kind of like a, a ticket to our backend, but we didn't really have a way, or we don't really have a way to notify the reader of like the status of their report. So I was um, adding this part where like we can give a message something <laughs> they like, okay, we handled it. And, <laughs> nice. and when you do that, well, that. <laughs> I'll fix that. But w- when you do that, what it's effectively doing is... Um, Sending either an email or a notification to the reader, and then uh, they'll see it. Like you know, we completed your feedback. Oh, this will nice. be. Yeah, this can be like the message we give to them.
1: Yeah, that's really nice.
0: Okay. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a whole reporting admin system with user feedback, and it turned out to be a bigger project than I expected. But I feel like after this phase of it, we'll be able to kind of copy and paste this solution to um, add new fields to um, any form, to add the ability to edit prompts or not prompts, uh, series or authors Mm -hmm. as well. So it's it's laying the groundwork for uh, all of it to kind of use the same system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, with... With additions, it throws like a hammer into the whole thing. It's incredibly <laughs> like more complex than anything I've like I, <laughs> I, I could have imagined. and probably with the legend as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. There's a lot to it. It's
1: it's a, it's a tough problem, but you know, nearly there, nearly there. That's gonna be like really nice. Okay, well, this is looking great.
0: I think, I think that kind of covers most of this side. Yeah. And so by the end, people will be able to set the default editions for books, edit the basic things about editions, and then split editions into new or existing books. And those will kind of be the, the three major features.
1: Nice. Um, yeah,
0: this is yeah. looking great. Sweet. Yeah. I. Uh, I think I hopefully finish this up and, and ship this this week. I think I just need to fix a couple broken specs and do that splitting action. Like when what what happens on the rails side when you actually when an administrator approves that split. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Okay. It. Yeah, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah, and then we can work <laughs> on the book page.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I really can't wait to. Work on the book page like like (laughs) all of all of this uh this like feels like data organization like all of the addition stuff which i actually really love like i um like when it comes to like uh uh, architecture and like database normalization and, and like data organization it's something i'm really really interested and passionate about so it's been fun to work on this but I'm getting antsy because when I see those uh, book page designs you've been making, I'm like, okay, I, r- I really want to get that, <laughs> get to that.
1: <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah, well, that that that's good to hear. I mean, there's like, uh, I know because I have, I am the same with, with 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 some stuff. I mean, that book data is like really really tough, and it's a different kind of fun than actual like. Uh, visual fun is always, you know, nicer. I guess.
0: It's more immediate.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, more like instant gratification <laughs> rather than, yeah, long term stuff. But yeah, it's it's good. Lots of uh, stuff. I mean, uh, we're after this is done, we're finally gonna get some like stuff for... that's gonna be seen on on the app. So that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm also working for some on some new user views, like visual, like ways we can uh, uh, show readers other readers. I was thinking we could use like mm. their favorite books, maybe uh, to like have a little like preview of uh, their uh, their things. I can actually share my screen and uh, yeah, show mm, you yeah. real quick. Uh, the whole thing, yeah. So I organized stuff in Figma. Uh, can you see everything?
0: Uh, yes,
1: there we go. So I reorganized stuff in Figma. I'm using like these new sections that they've implemented, so you have like multiple pages in a section. So this is the book page. Uh, I think I still have a couple of things. Oh, I actually wanted to ask you. Uh, because I'm having a problem with like this uh, available like from six sellers button. uh, Would it be better to actually put it as a tab like buy like here? Or I think I like, like it the on, on the there? page
0: more. Yeah,
1: on the page. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I M- like maybe on the page.
0: maybe if in the future we have like more elaborate details about the book, like here's a A chart of its price over time, or like if if like the buy experience was like its own experience, I could see that. But
1: okay, but if it's just like this, yeah. I uh, wait, like this, yeah. We can just show it in like a drop down and in the drawer for mobile.
0: Yeah, yeah, that
1: works. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, so let's scroll down to the user reviews. I was telling you about this is the search. Where are they? Oh, here they are. So yeah, stuff like this. So you would see like a preview of their favorite books, and this would actually like be if she was, uh, if they were like uh, one of our users. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's not. yeah. Looks cool. So it's their name, their uh, handle, uh, their bio. And uh, yeah, I also made it into columns uh, so that you would be able to like scroll these left and right like this um, Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe it works better for with. But just to show a like, uh, preview of their favorite books or their own books. I think that'd be neat to have some covers.
0: Yeah, in that, here. Uh, that. I mean, that that looks great. Yeah, I like the the cover, like the faded cover, um, gradient. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, it can have like levels. I mean, uh, depending on how. I mean, ideally, this would be a component where we can set like covers, like uh, reader uh, like as a component and have covers as a prop, yes, no. So it could be like without any covers or it could be without Mm -hmm. the bio or it could be without even these, maybe keep the similarity score and just have this depending on where we show them. So, and maybe even like show more details for desktop, but yeah, I'm also, I mean, these were the original ones. But I'm trying to.
0: Yeah, yeah that make them a bit that last better. one looks so much better. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah,
1: it's was... yeah. If, if we have components that we're gonna use throughout the site, like these uh, lists, uh, like for the full width lists that we can like plug everywhere, and you know, for prompts we can have the rankings for yeah. Uh, Regular list, or for series, we can have these as well, and, and show like the current one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing this. Uh, <laughs> I, I it's gonna be nice to like reuse them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to some uh, normalization and clean up on the front end for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not hard. I mean, we have. I mean, this is our library. Luckily, we will just have to like build, I guess, uh, uh, second level components. So these would be like primitives, and we could have like uh, next level components based on them, like we do now, but just cleaner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good.
1: Nice. Yeah, making progress.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, uh, want to call it there for the day?
1: Yeah, of course. Let's wrap it up.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for the chat. I yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. Like by next week, actually, it's not next week. It's it won't be before our next Hardcover Live. But next Monday through Friday is a Vercel ship where they're potentially announcing the next version of Next.js. So yes. I think that will determine whether we're able to use the new stuff for the new book page or not. So yeah. We'll see. That's going to be interesting.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> see. Okay. Well, well, have a good one everyone. And yeah. See you next time. Talk week. to you later. <laughs> see ya. Bye.
0: Bye.